Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein, as always with Larry Barker. Larry, how's the day for you today, brother? Pretty good, but I I got to say, you're looking quite dapper today. Well, thank you. Yeah, you are. That white shirt and the glasses and everything. You're just, you're looking dapper. I like that word. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I I aim for is dapperness. Dapperness? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, let's move forward in the podcast being dapper Lee. How's that? (laughs) You know, whichever. whichever There you go. There you go. Um, Yeah. So what are we talking about today on the podcast? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, something we don't talk a lot about, and I don't think we talk enough about, and that's the concept of prayer and fasting. And and I know the word fasting brings up all kinds of emotions, reactions, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the list could go uh, on and on, but uh, it's in the scriptures. And so, uh, I think it's a good thing for us to think through what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you say the word fasting, I think back to different history, my own personal discipleship and history of fast and things that I've done, but it is a phenomenal discipline. Like it is really like no other. Uh, I, you might agree. I, I just, it's, it's a life changer if we'll do it. it yeah. No, it is a life changer, and it's the most difficult, probably, of the disciplines. It's interesting. I was reading uh, uh, kind of a theological argument, and the guy was arguing with himself, and that's what was funny about it. And he said, he said, I think the most difficult uh, spiritual discipline is fasting. He went, no, wait a minute. Maybe it's waiting on God. And he was going back and forth <laughs> right. on those two. And, and Drew, I was kind of like, yes. Yeah, right. both are very, very difficult. No doubt, nothing gets to our humanity like yeah. depriving yourself of the things that you that you need for something you need, maybe even more. Yeah, how true that is! How true that is! You know, um, it, one person said prayer is trying to grasp a hold of what we don't have, and fasting is trying to turn loose of what we do have, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. Those two go in hand in hand, uh, bring about surrender and uh, and uh, just uh, being willing uh, to say, not my will, but thine be done. Right, exactly. How do we get started in this conversation? Well, it reminded me of my dad. Um, my dad would come home. My, my dad was a doer. I'm a doer. And, uh, but, uh, you didn't want to really be sitting around doing anything with my, uh, with my dad around not doing anything because yeah. he would find something for you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, the older we got, he'd say, what are you doing Saturday? You started trying to manufacture <laughs> things because right. you knew he had a project in his mind and uh-huh. he'd walk in and go, boy, get up and do something, even if it's wrong. 
Yeah, and, right. Uh, and we'd look over and go, do you really mean that? And of course, <laughs> we knew what he meant. Right. And uh, I was in a devotional book and it referred to Henry Blackaby. And it made me think of my dad. And he was it's in, out of experiencing God, but it was a different devotional book that referenced it. And, uh, and he just simply says, we are a doing people. We always want to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, we've even heard someone say, and this is what made me think of my dad, don't just stand there, do something. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a time for that? Yes. Yeah, there is a time. Uh, but I like what Blackaby says. He says, I think God's crying out and shouting at us. Don't just do something. Stand there. Mm. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, that got me right there, Drew. I was like, oh, my goodness. How many times have I been guilty of just doing something instead of waiting on the Lord? Yeah. It's not a matter of whether or not we have time. Yeah. We fill it up with something. And it's this intentionality of filling it with the Lord or absence for focus on on the Lord. Yeah, and we're going to get into that because that's really uh, jumping ahead a little bit. You know, we always say, oh, well, fasting's about abstinence. And really, mm-hmm. it's a principle of replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just just for example, what if you just said, I'm not going to turn on my TV this week. Instead of the time I normally watch TV, I'm going to spend it in prayer, and I'm going to spend it in studying the scriptures. And yeah. so it's the idea of turning loose of something that, may not in and of itself be bad or wrong. Certainly, right. uh, food is not that. We need food to survive, no doubt about it. But uh, that's the fast most people think of. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to go without eating. Well, there's a lot of Eastern mystical religions that do that. That's true. You know, and so mm-hmm. we can't just say, well, I fasted and therefore I fasted. I must be spiritual. No, it's to turn loose of that. Matter of fact, I like what Blackaby says on don't just do something standard. Mm-hmm. He gives these ideas. Why don't you enter a love relationship with Christ? Why don't you purposely get to know him better? Why don't you have a focused time of adjusting your life to him? Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, it's like the Lord saying, let me love you and reveal myself through you to a watching world. And I, I just love that focus. Yeah, time's coming. We're going to have to get up and do something. But we, we, we do this, but we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't skip the relationship. Right. Well, and I think there's such a maturity of people who incorporate this spiritual discipline. It's almost like it's, it's, it, you're really trying to get people to do less, in a sense, just to stand there. Yeah. To, to focus on the Lord, but, but there also on the con- converse side of that is a level of maturity to be able to get to that place where you can do it effectively. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. I've just been doing a lot of reading and thinking on it and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and so we'll move forward in our show notes and that type thing. But um, I, I will say one great resource I've made reference to before is Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough by Elmer Towns. It's an excellent resource and mm-hmm. and something for you to look at. And there's others that are out there. But, uh, you know, here's the reality. In Matthew 6, 
it doesn't say if you fast. Mm-hmm. It says yeah. when you mm-hmm. fast. So it seems there's an understood action there mm-hmm. that as we pursue God and as we look to go deeper in our spiritual walk, there are going to be times that we're going to fast. So we need to kind of give it a definition, just what is fasting right. that works together with prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the definition I wrote down is it's a voluntary decision to abstain from food or some other normal activity with a goal. It's not just, uh, oh, I'm going to go without and show how how mm-hmm. pious I am because mm-hmm. I did without. No, it's with the goal of focusing on spiritual purposes. Mm-hmm. So it's not just abstaining, mm-hmm. it's replacing. Yeah. It's a it's a deliberate abstinence from some form of of physical gratification. Like I said, whether that's food or mm-hmm. uh that's entertainment or uh that's social media, whatever that is that we say, you know what? I'm going to not do that so I can purposely focus on drawing closer to God. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Of course, I'm immediately thinking about Jesus yeah. before his ministry begins, you know, and that big fast that he does. And doesn't 40 days, doesn't 40 days just blow your mind? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It I'm does. just I like, oh imagine. my goodness. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. And, and there's all kinds of fast in the scriptures that you mm-hmm. can see that, you know, that are mentioned. And I've even got a uh, paper that, you know, 10, Bib- 10 different biblical fast and remind me and I'll shoot it to you and we'll add it. Or mm-hmm. if anybody asks for it, we can send it to you. But it's deliberate abstinence showing God that our need, we're stating, God, I need you more. Mm-hmm. then I need this. Right. I love that picture. Right. God, I need you more than I need food. I need you more than I need this entertainment. I need you more than I need whatever crutch mm-hmm. uh, that maybe we're leaning on and, and we all do. But we're going to replace that for a season, move it to the st- side, mm-hmm. and give our full attention and focus on him for a season and for a reason. And there's a lot of different reasons to fast that we probably won't all get into, but I do know a byproduct of it. Byproduct of fasting is brokenness. Mm -hmm. You know, it breaks us of that control or that uh, influence in our life by saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you to help me during this season to set this to the side. Yeah. When you say brokenness, Larry, I'm thinking nothing makes you more aware of your humanity Whew. than when your body is going, you're, you're crying, it's crying out for what it's used to getting. Or if you, if it's not food that you're fasting from, maybe it is TV or something that you start getting this awareness of, wow, I, what do I do with my time all the time? It, besides this, you know, it just brings a wonderful awareness of how we do spend our time when we could be focused on things that matter a little bit more. But yeah, awareness, brokenness, uh, our need for more spiritual things. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the reality is that we 
spend so much time focused on feeding our body. And unfortunately, and that's not in and of itself wrong. I'm not trying to over uh, sensationalize that or however you want to say it. But while we're focused on feeding the body, we're starving the soul. And and what I like about this concept is we we try to get it back in focus and mm-hmm. in not even in balance because I don't want to I don't want to say oh well you got to have me even Stephen well no our spiritual walk shouldn't be even with our physical right. uh, it it ought to be a, to a much greater depth and a uh, a much greater reward also yeah. uh, the spiritual so. You know, this principle of replacement, I even wrote a few things down like, you know, instead of water, uh, you know, we're looking to the Holy Spirit. And we know that there is that biblical picture of those two in the scriptures anyway. And and, mm-hmm. and instead of food, what did Jesus say after fasting for 40 days? Man mm-hmm. shall not live by bread alone. Yeah. And certainly he had proven that. So we're going to replace uh, the food with the word of God, even a fast from hard work. I mean, think about that. And that's what a Sabbath really mm-hmm. is focusing on anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of, uh, you know, putting all our trust in that, what a hard worker I am, I'm mm-hmm. going to rest in him and I'm going to abide in him and I'm going to mm-hmm. spend time and fellowship with him. Physical exercises. What if we put the effort we put into physical exercise and diet uh, into increasing our prayer life and our study of the Word of God? Mm-hmm. And I just uh, I love that idea, and uh, and I like what I saw one guy write about uh, prayer and fastings, and and uh, and he really it was in the context of. Uh, discovering that secret place where where you really uh, learn to abide and you really learn more about uh, who he is more than what he wants you to do. And he said this, you used to be energized by a project. Through this, you're now energized by a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. gosh. Oh, me too, Drew. Uh, I loved it. And I was convicted by it. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. I, I was just thinking about this other garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. where Jesus yeah. makes this comment about um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. Like this, this I think fasting and connectedness to prayer is really this heightened sense of this constant battle we have with flesh and spirit, you know, and uh, yeah. So we, we're, we're always willing to go, yeah, I've got the right spirit and sure I'd be willing, but the flesh is weak, is and uh, I think it, it becomes so apparent and aware, and you become so aware of it in these moments when it just jumps out at you. I just love those two words you use because I think that sums it up so well, that heightened awareness. So what we want to do is, what can you, it's challenge everybody listening, mm-hmm. what can you do, what can we do to heighten that awareness of who God is and what he's wanting to do in our lives so that he can work through our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, some authors even talk about God brings us to desperate situations. I mean, just think about when you're desperate, the difference mm-hmm. in your prayer life. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're crying out and 
And deprivation produces desire. Famine desires, uh, I'm sorry, uh, makes us hungry. It produces a hunger and Mm -hmm. drought produces a thirst. So I I just want uh, us to clarify, you know, Fasting's not about us trying to put God, God in an arm lock, uh, you know, <laughs> so that, uh, or a headlock, whichever right. the case may be, to get him yeah. to do what we want him to do. It's not yeah. about changing him. It's not about a mystical exercise to gain his approval. Mm-hmm. It's not about changing my world. It's really about replacing my agenda, mm-hmm. my focus, my plans. Yeah. And pl- putting his plans instead into place. Yeah. It really is bringing into view, do I really believe this? Yeah. Do I really believe that God is greater than than food and his word and his presence and the answer, whatever he's going to lay on my heart is greater than the things that normally I fill my life with. It is a it is a wonderful step of faith to get to this point that really brings out this challenge of flesh and spirit. You know, and that's a great point there, Drew, also, because you you may be listening to us today going, well, I don't hunger for him, and I don't thirst for him, and I don't desire him like I should, then I would suggest fasting. Mm-hmm. I would suggest this as a step to increase that and then begin crying out to him and just being transparent, God, help me to thirst and hunger for righteousness sake and for you and your presence in my life uh, in a new and deeper way. And fasting is a spiritual discipline uh, that enables that. No doubt. No doubt. Love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about you know, five quick steps. And, and, and I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but just to get practical for just a minute. Okay. okay. Uh, and I know I didn't send these to your notes cause I, I wanted to seem like I was smarter than you today. Okay? <laughs> That's easy to do. Oh no, no, stop it. <laughs> stop it. So number one, pick your fast. You know, what are you going to fast from? What's that look? How long are you going to do it? Um, you know, and, and, and I would just say this, uh, man, start small. Don't, don't sure. think you gotta, you know, knock it. Oh, Jesus fasted 40 days. Here I go. Matter yeah. of fact, I was, uh, when I first did a 10 day fast years ago, um, I, I was about into day eight and the guy said, now, as you come out of this fast, you need to realize here's some things you need to be aware of. And I was like, Wow, shouldn't have somebody told me that before I started? Mm-hmm. Um, because I want everybody to hear me. First of all, there are folks who cannot fast from food because of diabetes and other things. So make sure you're smart and you're wise. Check with your doctor and all the above. Uh, but there are other ways to fast because if you go longer, you got to realize it takes longer for your body and your systems to get started uh, back up and working properly. So is it a full fast? You know, no liquids, uh, uh, no anything. And, and there are those that'll do that. Is it a Daniel fast? Daniel just ate vegetables and fruit and water, uh, you know, and, and, and juice. Is, is it a partial fast? You know, that, uh, not eating, um, uh, three meals, maybe just one meal a day. Is it a 24 hour type Sabbath fast? Uh, is it an activity fast? Uh, you know, something you're just gonna, mm-hmm. 
um, you know, break away from uh, for for a season, you know, whatever that is. So pick your fast uh, and uh, determine what it's going to be. And then number two, set goals. Write them down. You know, why are you fasting? What are you doing this for? And, and what are you asking God? Be, be specific. And, and I, I like saying this about prayer retreats and fast. We, we always say, I'm going to go on my prayer retreat to pray. Well, I'd say this, pray about your prayer retreat before you go. You know, what's the purpose of that prayer retreat? What is it mm-hmm. you're asking God to do or show you and, and, and become aware of that? So, so write it down. And I, even in my notes here, I've, you know, the last time I fasted, uh, you know, the spiritual breakthrough that I was praying for, I have that goal listed right here. So, so do that, write it down and, uh, and be specific and then feast on the word of God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just devour, devour, devour the word of God. Because mm-hmm. a big part of a fast is humility and admitting our absolute dependence on you. God, for me to get through this uh, and for me to do this, I need to trust you 100%. And we know we're supposed to do that all the time. And that's why a fast is wonderful to kind of hit the reset button. Yeah, right. And remind us. Yeah. The first time I did a, an extended fast, um, Lori and I had only been married for a little while, a couple of years, and I'd come all, we'd come into a new year and you're asking for, you're talking about different reasons why to fast. And we were thinking about, there were some things that were on our hearts that we were concerned about. And so I, we just, as we, in our prayer life, we just begin to make some notes. Okay. What are the things we're really concerned about? Yeah. And we wrote everything down and then we were able to categorize, categorize those into seven categories. I love and we, it. We, and so after we did that, I said, honey, I, I feel led to fast for these categories and pray over these specific things for seven days. And so I did a water only fast. I'd never done anything like that more than like three days. Yeah. And uh, I'm just telling you, it was that was one of the things for us. What led us to the fast in that amount of time was those concerns and the things that we felt like we needed answers for and to connect with the Lord on. Um, but man, just such a beautiful connection with the Lord and talking about a hunger for his word. It just came alive in ways I, I, I you know, are, are, it's rare to have that experience apart sometimes from those kinds of fasts, just the way that his, his spirit leads you. And there's such an awareness to his movement around you. It's just, it's, it's breathtaking. It is. It absolutely is. It's a, it's a, um, Wonderfully difficult spiritual discipline <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, and, and I guess I say that because you got to overcome that. Oh, there's no way I could ever do that. And yeah. uh, there's the fear, there's the anxiety, there's the man, I don't want to try this and fail. There's all those things, but it is a step of faith. And, uh, and then seeing the depth of it as it takes us into that, that deeper walk. And so that's number four, open your life before God. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. Here's the seven things that, you know, mm-hmm. you categorize and here's what we're crying out to God on, uh, for, and you're praying for a breakthrough in some mm-hmm. of those areas. And, and so that's what you're doing. You're just laying it all. Search me, oh God, mm-hmm. and see if there be any wicked way in me. And we're going to talk about that next week because, 
What happens when you go into a fast a lot of times is it reveals to you um, actually unbiblical cravings and desires that you have in your life and it mm-hmm. and it brings them up and you go oh wait a second that's that that's not of the lord and and mm-hmm. those things are revealed through these deeper times yeah we've talked about prayer on and off on the podcast yeah. and we've talked about this ongoing paul paul says this pray pray constantly you know this this ongoing prayer and that's what i love about some of these fast things is is the replacement piece so when you have that hunger and you're instead of filling that hunger with food, it's a reminder. Okay, let me let me connect with Jesus, <laughs> and it doesn't take very long—only a few hours before all of a sudden you're connecting with Jesus, all you know, like constantly because you're hungry. And those hunger pains can turn to alarm clocks for prayer, and sure, that's yeah. what I love about that constant connectedness. I do too, and I was going to use this next week, but I think I'll use it now because it fits so well. Um, and, and, and I know it's a quote, but I forgot to write down who, sorry. Uh, so, but I do want to give credit. If you have not had strong desires for him, it's because you have nibbled at the table of the world for far too long. Mm. That's why fasting is so important. It reminds us And that's why it's not just abstinence, it's replacement. And we have replaced cheap substitutes Mm -hmm. for a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We just Mm -hmm. have. We just have. And so uh, I just just want you to realize, let me remind everybody, pick your fast, set your goals, write them down, feast on the word of God, open up your life before him, be transparent, totally honest. And then lastly, expect God to do great things. Uh, And uh, just know this, ask God to meet you right in the midst of your doubts. Uh, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief and mm. ask him to increase your faith and, and he'll do it through this time of fasting. Right, right. That's great. And, and what I love about what you mentioned a minute ago is you don't have to start with some massive fast. It can be one meal. It can be, you know, matter of time or whatever the case may be, just, just to get us started in a discipline uh, of fasting. Yeah, it does. And so what I wanted to do kind of wrapping up the last five minutes or so is just kind of talk about some components of a fast. And and I got those out of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting by my good friend Gary Rohrmeyer. And you can go to Amazon and order it. And I've been through it a, a, a couple of different times and, and was just revisiting the principles of fasting and uh and so I'm going to give you kind of the 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 uh, topic of the first ten days, the uh, the focus. And the first one is it's an assumed practice. It's assumed in the scriptures, as I already said. Not not if we're going to fast, but when we fast, what will that look like? And it's not really an option. It's something we ought to be focused on. Yeah, and then dependence. And I love this. It's reminding us, fasting reminds us of just how dependent we are upon the Lord. And it reveals things in our life that are controlling us that we don't even realize Mm -hmm. that they're 
that they're controlling us, things that we've become addicted to. And, and you know, unfortunately, we want to point our finger at the illegal addictions. Mm-hmm, right. uh, but there are addictions that are very legal and actually even applauded. Mm-hmm, it's true. Um, you, if you are, um, you know, a workaholic, Mm-hmm. There are folks around you that will applaud you, pat you on the back and give you kudos. And, right. and all of us are for a good, hard work ethic. Mm-hmm. None of us should be afraid of work, uh, but an addiction to it can become a problem. So it causes you to pull back. And that brings me to number three. And that's what I love about fasting, a spiritual inventory. Mm-hmm. You pull back. And you just kind of want to reevaluate. And, uh, you know, where am I? Um, you know, where am I doing well in my spiritual walk? But where am I lacking in my uh, spiritual walk? And, and I just love that, uh, that spiritual inventory of, okay, uh, you know, uh, I need to examine myself. And the scriptures even tell us that several times. Uh, to yeah. examine ourselves, to take a look and and to realize. Anything on any of those you want to comment? Well, you just mentioned that, a minute ago from Psalm 51, see yeah. if there be any wicked thing in me, you know, and that's that's what you're asking God to do. And I think when you're connecting with him in that way on this ongoing conversation and connection point, he will speak those things to you. You were talking about brokenness. This is where the brokenness piece comes in because for me, I always find these moments where the Lord just highlights this, the sin in my life, the, the thoughts or the whatever the actions, the patterns that need to not be there. And that, uh, that's that spiritual inventory of where we need more of him and less of those things that we've made priority. Yeah. I love it. And then real hunger. You know, what are we actually hungry for? You know, and, and that is, and you already made reference to it, uh, Jesus in the garden, you know, the flesh is weak and, and, uh, that we need to just come to grips with the reality is it's a struggle against the flesh mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. Just about every single minute. <laughs> yeah. There's this struggle. Uh, of the sin nature. And then that brings us to number five, which is confession. Mm-hmm. You know, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just forgive us our sin and cleanse mm-hmm. us from all unrighteousness. And so we come to him transparent and we're replacing and, uh, you know, our focus on him and the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God in our life and him speaking to us. And we're making that, that, uh, just concerted effort to focus that much more completely on him saying, okay, God, show me, expose to me, and then I will express it and strive with your help to get it out of my life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love it. Yearnings. Mm. And these yearnings that that, uh, come up are those things that uh, we realize sometimes, you know, were far more important to us than we were willing to admit. Mm. And I just think um, there's that yearning, which is the negative, Mm -hmm. but I also want to focus on there's a yearning, something's missing, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, And the scriptures say we are complete in him. 
Yeah. That's what's missing. And that goes back to that terminology I used earlier of, uh, we have these, uh, cheap substitutes that we try to sleep, slip in. And we think those will give us satisfaction. They may make, make us happy for mm-hmm. a moment, but it mm-hmm. will not be lasting joy. Right. No. Now I'm just looking at your next one here because to me, that's been such a big Woo. one for, for me. Discernment. Yeah. Discernment, discernment, discernment. God, I don't know what I'm doing. And by the way, he already knew that we didn't uh, know what we were doing. But it's admitting it and crying out to him and asking for wisdom and guidance and direction. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, they they say, Larry, how do you pray about a big decision? Now, I'm not going to go through the whole process because there's three basic steps I've made reference to on here before. But the last one is always this. Okay, God. Here's what I believe you're showing me to do. And I give you absolute permission to show me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. If I'm missing this, stop me and show me. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's been a big one for us, uh, for God's will. And I think even, even Jesus who knew all things, there was a submission to the father before he chooses his disciples of this fasting of this, of this moment, these, this is a big decision, Lord. I'm just trusting you with all the things that, that you want me to do and lead in. I love and, uh, it. Yeah, so I, love I think it. that's important. So in this replacement through abstaining, we're going to replace in our normal daily activities, We're gonna the things that we're going to fast from, we're going to plug in focused praying, confessing, feasting, and I don't even say feeding, feasting on the Word of God, and then worshiping the Lord mm-hmm. and just uh, how cool that is as we um, replace the norm with the supernatural mm-hmm. as we're focusing on him, which leads us into becoming thirsty for what we really ought uh, to be thirsty for. And uh, that, you know, I think uh, Psalm, oh gosh, is it Psalms? Yeah, it's Psalm 63. I just love this. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. Mm-hmm. And fasting increases that hunger and that thirst for him. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, I, I just, as we're finishing up here, Larry, yeah. I just, I want to put a challenge out here. Yeah. Because I believe there's so many of us at times that we just feel, whether it's apathy or weariness or whatever the case may be, just... I challenge you, if you're feeling some of that stuff, take a day, take two days, take whatever, you know, you feel led to do in this and, and enter into some of these actions of discipline, because I believe with all my heart, you know, Jesus said in in a similar statement, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for me, for they will be filled. So maybe you need to get hungry and thirsty physically and then maybe you need to and maybe that'll lead to some spiritual hunger and thirst I love and then it. at that point there's a promise of jesus that you will be filled that's and, it right there uh, that's where we need to be and we'll wrap up by and we'll cover this next week with three cravings sometimes that slip in i've made reference to them but i've never totally unpacked them okay. and uh and i just want us next week to focus on you know if we're what our appetite craves and there's gutters both ways on those, you know, and it's mm-hmm. we've got to discern the Lord. Ambition, there's mm-hmm. gutters both ways, you know, yes. on that. Approval, right. oh, you man. know, uh, 
gutters both ways. One, one, we can't, we just can't make it if we don't have everybody's approval. Mm-hmm. Well, the other gutter is, I don't care what you think. Well, neither one is biblical. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that because fasting has a way of revealing what our hearts are really craving. Now watch, but what our, what our soul actually needs. Yes. And there's a difference many times between what our heart is craving and what our soul actually needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about it. If your children always ate what they wanted to eat, what what would their physical (laughs) health be like? Right. Exactly. Well, Jeremiah said we can't trust the heart. It's deceptively wicked, right? So uh, that's the truth. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for watching today, the Healthy Church Podcast. We've been talking about fasting in prayer and specifically these five steps to help us get going. And these are good, Larry. So thank you for this conversation. Anything you'd say to close us up today? No, I would just say do it. And <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like Nike. I- yeah, exactly. I just, just do it and, and give it a try. And, and, uh, maybe the food thing just scares the daylights out of you. Then how about this week? Turn off the TV and sit down and spend some time praying and reading mm-hmm. the word. Start there. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for watching today. And maybe between this time and the next time we uh, talk to you, maybe there'll be a fast in there in your future that you that you take a hold of and uh, let the Lord speak to you in that. God bless you. Thanks for watching or listening wherever you do that. If we can help you or if you want some of these resources that Larry has mentioned, info at healthychurchpodcast.com. And we'd love to send those to you or help you in any way that we can. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time on the podcast. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast. Sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to HealthyChurchPodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.